I'm glad you're here today as we wrap up our Experience Missions 22, and that video shares a lot of important story that uh, we've been able to be a part of over the last 10 years. Today we celebrate 10 years of global church partnership. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, happy anniversary? Can you do that? 10 years of global church partnership. Last week we talked about our 80 missionaries and their projects. Today we're going to look at our five global church partnerships as again we look at the great commission of Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing and teaching them in the name of, uh, of the Lord. And surely it says, I'm going to be with you always to the very end of the age. Go into all the world. You know, we believe this is the mission statement of our church. We are to go into all the world and make disciples. It's the mission statement, really, of every church. We all need to be a part of the Great Commission. We need to do everything we possibly can to reach more and more people for Jesus Christ. We like to say it around here that, that uh, these were Jesus' deathbed wish. It's like he motioned the disciples over and said, I have one final important thing to say to you. As the Father sent me, now I'm sending you. Be my witnesses, be my ambassadors, be my representatives, be a bridge, build a bridge so that lost people can find faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. His last command must be our first priority, and we believe that to our toes. We've used this Venn diagram to talk about our biblical worldview, and the whole idea of living loving like Jesus is really capsulized in this whole idea of the Great Commission. We cannot live in love and lead like Jesus if our heart isn't broken for what breaks the heart of Christ. And what breaks God's heart are lost people that are far from him. In the fall, in the first part of this year, we've talked about biblical, mora biblical morality, the uh, eight Beatitudes, the Ten Commandments, the Judeo-Christian ethic. We believe deeply in what we believe, but we do not use our morality as a billy club to beat other people who are far from God. We need to contextualize our faith and somehow build a bridge, build a bridge to people far from the Lord. And that's what we're talking about for three weeks when we talk about biblical purposes. We're talking about the Great Commission. We're talking about the Great Commandment. Biblical purposes for these three weeks. Next week, we're going to get back to the Ten Commandments study. How do you stand for what you believe, but also reach people who think differently and far from God? That's where we need to listen to the voice of Jesus. That's where we need to heed the words of Paul who said, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is what we're commanded to do. 
We're to stand true for what we believe, but we are to reach people who are far from God. We are God's plan. We are God's method. We are to jump into the fray and help get people on the way, the way to Christ. And that's the conversation we want to have again here today, the conversation we've had for these three weeks. Now, practically, how do you do that? How do you fulfill the Great Commission? Well, as I said last week, you're either part of the sending team or the sent team. Send or be sent, spend or be spent. Uh, We need to give financially, we need to pray and send missionaries and others to go into the world, or we need to become that missionary and be sent. We need to spend financially to support those who are willing to go or be the ones who go and spend our lives for the glory of Christ. And as a church family, we do that in a couple of different ways. We support 80 missionaries who literally go to the far corners of the globe. And when we give to missions, as, as I say, the mutual fund of missions, we're giving uh, that dollar, and that dollar literally goes all around the world. You see our missionaries in all the different regions of the world. I'm just so proud of our church and you as a church family supporting these 80 missionaries and 80 missionary projects. Over $300 was given last year alone to Global Missions. Would you put your hands together and celebrate that? Over $300,000. And another $300,000 given to local missions. That's $600,000 that you gave faithfully last year. If you didn't pick up one of our Global Missions booklets, pick it up at the Connection Center and learn more about all of that, all of our missionaries and all the great things that are happening around the world. So we talked about supporting our 80 missionaries and their projects. Today I want to talk about the five global church partnerships that started 10 years ago. It's been pointed out, and of course I was aware, that it's really We're at the end of nine years, but we're starting the 10th year. And so we're going to celebrate the start of the 10th year. We're going to celebrate all year long, and then we'll celebrate the end of the 10th year because this is something to celebrate, folks. What you and what we have a church family have done over these 10 years, I don't know of any other church that's doing it. They may be out there. I just don't know about them. And to this degree, it's absolutely impressive. And I thank you for your heart of love and grace and mercy, caring for people that you will never meet this side of heaven, helping build a bridge so that they can cross it and find Jesus Christ personally as their Lord and Savior. When we go on Global Church Partnership storm trips, short-term outreach missions trips, we are going to build buildings. We're going to uh, purchase property and dig wells and do vacation Bible schools and other children's evangelism and youth outreach. We do uh, pastor training conferences. We do medical missions. There's a long list of things that we as a church family are a part of as we send teams out. I want to encourage you to make sure you stop by the tables out in the lobby. Our five global church partnerships are out there. And talk to the people. Learn more about what's happening. And be sure to come to our info meeting. If you've ever had a thought of going on a short-term outreach missions trip, come to the info meeting. It doesn't obligate you, but come to the info meeting next Sunday right after church. We're building two teams, one that's going to Sumba, Indonesia, in the end of October, November, and then a team that I'll have the privilege of being on traveling to Albania at the end of September of this year. We haven't been able to travel the last few years, obviously, but we're back in the game, and we're very, very excited, and we'd love you to consider being a part of that. Back in 2013, we went to Swaziland, Iswatini, as it's known now. Stan Drew, our missionary who's a part of our church staff now working at the Bethany Compassion Center, introduced us to an opportunity that was a watershed moment. 
We traveled to uh, Swaziland, Eswatini, and began a relationship with the pastors there working with uh, missionary Stan and Sue Drew. And we've been able to go back year after year after year and literally dig wells and literally uh, construct facilities and do uh, outreach and training and all the things I talked about. And many of you have been a part of that. In 2015, we went to Sumba, Indonesia. We were gripped by the vision of missionary Doug Hollis to reach an island in a generation. And our missionary in Surabaya, another island uh, in Indonesia, told us about the vision of Sumba and the opportunity. And we were delighted to go and visit and begin a relationship with sending teams and supporting ministry there. The House of Hope is, a, is an orphanage, if you will, where kids are brought in, kids that are put on the scrap heap of society, no hope of education, no hope of a normal life, and there they're loved, they're introduced to Jesus Christ, they're educated, and many of you support those kids on a monthly basis. Thank you. In 2017, we traveled to Cuba. We made our way to Baracoa. As you heard uh, missionary Daniel uh, Izari say last week, hardly anybody goes there. And we went there, and we began a relationship with people like Pastor L and Julio and the rest of the group, and we were able to help rebuild a parsonage and, and put a roof on a church and do training and outreach and kids' work. In 2018, we traveled to Albania, Duras. We met Pastor Gazim and, and missionary Kurt Plagenhoff, and we began what has proved to be a fruitful, fruitful ministry. Less than one-half of one percent of Albania know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Did you hear that? 99.5 are closed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are given the opportunity to be a bridge and build a bridge. And teams have gone and we've been able to do training, pastoral training, and we've been able to do children's work and, and missions work and compassion work and and uh, we've been able to buy a van and help purchase property, and now we're going to help build a building just because we answered the call to go. You see, you can stand back and do nothing and hope something happens, or you can step in and believe God does something incredible and be a part of making things happen by his grace. 2018, we went to Albania. For the last eight years, Medical Missions has been one of our global church partnerships as we work with uh, Dr. Pat Reese. But Dr. Pat has been traveling on global missions uh, trips far longer than that, she and her husband Fenton. And uh, we've uh, gone to Mexico and Honduras and, and all of our global church partnerships. And she serves extensively in uh, Africa and is preparing to go uh, to help with the uh, Ukraine crisis. There's just so much going on in the area of medical missions. And we're just so privileged to be able to share in that ministry as well. So as I said earlier, happy 10-year anniversary, BCA Global Church Missions. One more time, put your hands together and celebrate that. I look back and I just marvel at what God has done. God has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars and set scores of, of teams and accomplished incredible things through willing vessels like you and me. I asked the question, I wonder how many global church partnerships a church like us could do. And I think we can do at least one more. And we're in the process over the last three years we've been in conversation with missionary Dan Taylor and we've learned of the needs that are great and the invitation that has been extended for us to establish a new global church partnership in Portugal. 
The Bible school is in great disrepair. Any of you builders, make sure you talk to us. We want you to be a part of a team that goes. The, the Bible school is so crucial to training pastors and leaders, and we need to do something to help. Raise funds, send teams. They need help with church planning, leadership training, kids outreach, evangelism, youth, families, all the things that we do. And I want you to be praying about Portugal. Pray about Portugal. You know, we go on these global church partnerships where others aren't standing in line to help. We go where nobody really else is going. I remember when we first went to Sumba, missionary John Taylor says, I can't believe you guys came. Nobody comes to Sumba. And then when we went back the next year, he says, I can't believe you came. Nobody comes back to Sumba. And i got to be honest with you, when I got off the plane the first time, I felt, and I've had the privilege to travel just a little bit, but I felt like I was at the end of the universe. We were out in the middle of nowhere. And what a privilege and joy it has been to go and, and be the uh, instigating church to develop a sponsorship program that you, church family, have anchored, sponsoring each of those kids, making a way to give them a hope and a future in Jesus Christ and to get an education and to go on and do something great with their lives. It's been awesome. Ministering with a pastor in Wangapu and traveling around the island, digging wells and being a part of construction projects and do medical missions and all the things that many of you have been a part of. It's awesome, and I thank God for it. There's a scriptural strategy in Acts 1-8 that we hold on to very near and dear and it says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, first in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then the ends of the earth. You'll be my witnesses. I want you to focus on that phrase for a moment. You will be my witness. We are to be his hands, his feet, and his heart. You see, this is what it means to live, love, lead like Jesus. We are a representation of Jesus Christ. People these days are caught up in all sorts of things. We need to be caught up with one thing. Jesus. And we need to live like him and love like him and lead like him. And that's what it means to be his hands, his feet, his heart. You will be my witnesses. You'll be my representative. You'll be my ambassador. You will be a bridge and build a bridge and draw people to me. I want you just to think for a moment, how committed, ask yourself this question, how committed am I to the Great Commission? As a church family, we're very committed and we want to become more and more and more committed. But every one of us needs to ask this question. That's what our conversation is about these three weeks. How committed am I to the Great Commission? Is it a great suggestion? Is it a great option? Is it a really cool idea my church is a part of? Or do I own it deeply to my toes? Is what breaks the heart of God breaking my heart? Am I compelled, consumed, driven by that which drives him? We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his heart. Today I want to offer a generosity challenge. There are many opportunities to give in and through our church, as you know. And obviously we bring, first of all, the tithe. That's that first 10%. That's what helps build the church. Without that, none of this happens. 
And then we also give to global missions. That's what we're talking about these weeks. And then in a few months, we'll talk more about compassion ministries and how uh, together we're building the Compassion Center and reaching out far and wide through that vehicle. A great church is built by great Christians demonstrating great commitment to fulfill the great commission of our great Christ. You like that? I worked really hard on that. Some of you don't appreciate my hard work as you should, but it's true. A great church is built by great Christians, great people like you that are committed, who own the call of God to fulfill the Great Commission. And I thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. Notice God's fourfold, fourfold strategy. We're to reach out to our Jerusalem. That's our immediate area. That's, you might call that the greater Everett area. And through the 100 ministries of our church, and it's getting back up to 100. There's over 30 at the Compassion Center alone. But more by more, we're adding, adding, adding. And there's about 100 ministries when you look at it and, and categorize it in all of its different forms. All of them important. Reaching out to kids, reaching out to you, reaching out to adults, support groups, compassion outreach, senior citizens. And then... Jerusalem, Judea, that's Snohomish County. And I really see our Bethany Compassion Center that reaches out through 30 different ministries, making a difference in many people's lives through compassion and hope and care and love and resource. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria is kind of what I would call, if we put this in our own terms, stateside missions. And on one of the maps you saw, some of our missionaries work stateside, and from there, emanate all sorts of ministry around the world. I also see the great work of our Spanish church, Batania, and Pastor Zayin. I see the great work of Conrad Ani and the Marshallese and how we're able to support them, and, and the great work of uh, Bethany uh, Deaf Church and the great ministry that has been uh, Bethany Deaf for all these years, and the work we've done with the Korean Assembly and other things that we hope to do in the future that are more stateside. And then the one that we're focusing on is the ends of the earth where we send out 80 missionaries and support their projects, and we have five global church partnerships, and we also send out multiple storm teams every year now that we're able to travel again. Two trips this year, more next year, doing all we can to encourage the boots on the ground, the missionaries and, and, uh, and the local church pastors, and let them know we love them and we care for them and we believe in the great work that they're doing. Hudson Taylor, the great missionary to China, made a statement that has always gripped me, always gripped me. He says, the light that shines farthest is the light that shines brightest at home. And what that means to me, among other things, is both are true. We need to continue to build local, local ministry, but we also need to at the same time reach out far and wide to the four corners of the globe. And I want to encourage you to own this ministry with us as we build God's church and we reach out farther and wider than we ever have before. If you didn't get one of the Experience Missions 22 books, I just want to highlight, you know, our vision is to pray, to give, and to go. And in that uh, booklet, you'll find a, a prayer journal where we pray for all the missionaries of our church. It's also a giving prospectus. You'll see 
the hundreds and thousands, even millions of dollars that have been given since 2000. It's really amazing how that grows. Faithful giving from people like you and me. And then it's also a go planner as we highlight the storm trips for the immediate year. I just want to say it again. I've said it twice already, one more time, and maybe another coming. Thank you. Thank you for caring for the lost. Thank you for not being self-centered, but others-focused. That's the Christian way. It's not about me. It's about Jesus and others finding Jesus. Amen? Amen. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you. You give of your hard-earned money. Some of you work second jobs to give to missions. I know who you are. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. As we kind of come around the final bend, I want to come back to the Great Commission. I want to just challenge us, every one of us, starting with me. We need to make a great commitment to the Great Commission. Go into all the world and make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And certainly I'm going to be with you always to the very end of the age. We have not, any of us, to my knowledge, been sentenced to burn at the stake like the early church. To my knowledge, none of us have been tasked with being crucified upside down like at least one early apostle. To my knowledge, none of us have been exiled to the island of Patmos, and none of us have been boiled in hot water as we read about in Fox's Book of Martyrs and we know about some of the early saints. But every single one of us, every last one of us, have been asked by God to fulfill the Great Commission. And what are you doing about it? That's the question I want you to ask yourself, even as I ask that of myself. What am I doing about it? Does my heart break for that which breaks the heart of God? Does my heart break for that which brought Christ to die on the cross? Let me just highlight three different phrases from the Great Commission, then we're going to wrap it up. Go. Go is not an option. It's not a suggestion. It's not something to think about. It's a command. So I either go or disobey. Can I say it any simpler? I either go or disobey. Those are the choices. Now, not everybody's going to go as a missionary, but as I said, we either send or we send them. You know, we are either sending or we're the ones being sent. There's two ways to do that. We either obey or disobey. We either go or we don't. So we, we go. More than any church in our network of 400 churches in, in our area, BCA has been a leader, a leader out front leading the way in global missions for years and years and years consistently. Why is that? It doesn't happen by chance. It happens because it's a real priority. We talk about it every month. It's a big deal. Not only are there missionaries we support, there's Global Church Partnership, there's Storm Strip. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And so we go. And today I'm extremely grateful, as I said, for what God has done through the past 10 years through our Global Church Partnerships. Make sure you stop by the table and hear more about it. You know, I think of the relationships we formed. I remember when we went to Cuba, we met Pastor El, El Pedio. Big John Candy type of personality, if, if you know who John Candy is. He emails me every month still. 
he went through uh, Hurricane Matthew. The roof of his church was blown off. We were able to send a team to go and replace that roof and do training and do uh, children's uh, vacation Bible school ministry and many other things. Some of you were a part of that very uh, group that went several times. Pastor Julio, we helped rebuild his, his house, his parsonage. This is the pastor who uh, pastors a beautiful church up in the, the mountain country. And when the hurricane came through, all the people in the mountain country, even if they didn't go to the church, ran to the church because they knew it was the safest place in the area. Isn't that a beautiful metaphor? And they stood shoulder to shoulder through all the furniture outside the door. You've heard me tell this story. And the parsonage was devastated. That's where those colored banners are that you see on the picture. The pastor Julio and his wife Elvis. I'll never forget Elvis's name. <laughs> Elvis is not dead, I'm here to tell you. Beautiful, beautiful couple, wonderful people. They love Jesus. And to be able to come and just encourage them, that's what your giving does. It encourages people like this, real people, touching. I think of the work in Albania where we met Pastor Gazim and we were able to purchase a vehicle, a much-needed vehicle, as you see here. And we talked about this a few years ago when it happened. He slept in this very van during the hurricane. Their church is so, so small. And to try to reach a country that desperately needs Jesus, well, we've been able to send teams and train pastors and do children's work and do compassion work, even some medical training and, and, and seminars and teaching. And in addition, we've helped recently purchase new property and we're going to send a team back now, starting this fall, to start building on the new church. Isn't that exciting? It's because you pray. It's because you give and because you go. This isn't about me. This isn't about a few of us. It's about all of us. None of this happens with just a few people. It only happens with all of us. And I say thank you. We traveled to Sumba and met Missionary Doug Hollis, who's since passed away, I'm sorry to say. And we met Don, his son, who he basically adopted and brought into the House of Hope, and now he's been raised up to lead it. And we're able to support these kids, and, and now we want to go back and build a dorm for the fellas so they can double the number of kids they can care for. And so many medical mission stories going all the way back to Mexico and Honduras and and Africa, and all the global church partnerships. And the fact that we can travel again this year, it's go mission time, friends, go mission time. And I want to encourage you to pray, give, and go. The next phrase you see there is making disciples, baptizing, teaching. This is best done by supporting the local church on the ground in the mission field of discussion. They're the ones that can do that best, but how can we support them with materials and facilities and, and resource the work they do by sending teams? I'm excited that we're able to be a part of that. You know, I, I think for a moment over these last 10 years, because you've given faithful, we've been able to travel to Swaziland that's now Eswatini. When we first went there, it was Swaziland and Missionary Stan and Sue Drew were there, and now they're a part of our team here at the Bethany Compassion Center, which is awful cool. And uh, we were able to go back there and get acquainted and train pastors and, and dig wells and participate in uh, mission medical work and children's work, and on and on it goes. 2013, first year. And then in 2015, we made our first venture to 
Sumba, Indonesia. And God has used us there to bridge the gap and be bridge builders. And some of you have built and constructed wells, or in that case, many times it's water tanks. We purchased a water truck. We've helped support all the kids. We've done multiple training. You heard me say a couple weeks ago, I was just on Zoom for two nights of about four hours each, training 60 pastors in Sumba, Indonesia. The open doors is so powerful. I am so humbled when I do that because I know it's taken some of them two days to travel, a lot of it on foot to get to the House of Hope, to listen to me train them. Very humbling. But they're asking for help. Why wouldn't we? We are blessed with so much here in America. We've got to double our efforts to do everything we can to help supply encouragement and resources to those that don't have it. Over the last five years, we've traveled to Cuba. And some of these pictures we see our former uh, Bethany Spanish pastor, Pastor Augustine Palo Alto. And as I look at some of these videos and pictures, it, it breaks my heart. He passed away in the first few months of COVID. His son, Zayin, is now pastoring Batania. They meet at 1.30 right over there in the gym in just a few minutes or a few hours, I guess. But uh, uh, I know they have a real heart for the work in Cuba, and we look forward to what God has in store. The doors open up again. We get to go back. We get to travel again there. We're very excited to maybe launch our next trip next year. Over the last four years, we've been going to Albania, and it's amazing what God has done in just four years' time. Pastor Gazim has a heart of gold. Kurt Plagenhoff is an extraordinary missionary. And we're sending a team back there here this uh, October, September, October. And uh, I'll be doing a pastor's clinic. We have a construction team doing work. We have a compassion team doing work. And depending on the makeup of the team, we'll be able to do more things if you are able, available. We'd love to have you be a part of that. We're just so thankful for the medical missions work in Gabon, Burundi, Niger, Sumba, Albania, Honduras, Mexico, and so much more. You say, well, what difference does this really make? It makes a world of difference to the individual people we're able to touch. That missionary, that, that local pastor, I can't believe you came. I can't believe you came back. What a privilege, what an honor to pray, give, and go. Now here's the missions generosity challenge. Over the next two years, we want to raise $150,000, as you see described on this screen. You say, Rob, that's a lot of money. We need that money here. You know, it's never one or the other. It's always both and. Of course we do. We need it here. But we also need to go into all the world. And so you'll see Sumba, let's go ahead and put that chart up here. You'll see Sumba, Indonesia. We hope to raise $40,000 to build that brand new guy's dorm. That is going to be monumental and awesome. So we need the finances and we need teams to go. I encourage you to prayerfully consider how you might give and go. Albania, $50,000 over the next two years to the build the first stage of, of the new church building. Their facility is woefully inadequate, and we are very eager to make Duras a center lighthouse beacon of hope 
in that country that desperately needs to know of Jesus Christ. Medical, $10,000 won't go very far, but it will help buy some important equipment and resources. Cuba, very excited to help with church planting and kids' ministry. And then Portugal. Portugal is a brand new Global Church Partnership, and we hope to raise $40,000 over the next two years to help with the work at the Bible School. That is so crucial and important to train those pastors and future leaders and also to help with church planting and evangelism work. Now, you can give online with the app and just simply go to Global Church Partnerships or, or uh, Special Missions, but if you want to give to a specific one of these Global Church Partnerships, you need to go to the web and if you go to special missions, the sub-fund options will give you each of these global church partnerships. I've tried to lay out an opportunity for all of us to consider how we might pray, how we might give, and how we might go. And take the next step in our own personal development of being completely devoted to that which breaks the heart of God and that is reaching people. So we're going to close the service here in just a couple of moments. And I just want you to look at this last phrase. You say, that's impossible. How are we going to get that done? How are we going to provide for that? Well, one thing I've learned through the years, where God guides, God provides. Say that with me. Where God guides, God provides. Say it again. Where God guides, God provides. And there's a last phrase that says, I will uh, be with you always. We are never alone. I will be with you always. And I just think to myself, our work is impossible except for Christ. Our work is too expensive except for Christ. Our work is way too big except for Christ. And our work is too hard except for Christ. If we stopped because things were impossible for us, we wouldn't get anything accomplished. But we take a step of faith because we know where God guides, God provides. And it's my job to cast the vision as clear and powerfully as I possibly can, now it's up to all of us to decide what part we are going to play. Will we pray, will we give, and will we go? So over these last couple of weeks, we've talked about faith promise giving, and many of you have been praying and thinking about it. And you'll notice the pledge card on the screen here that is an invitation to support missions on a monthly basis, and that supports our missionaries that goes out. There's also the Global Church Partnership Challenge that we talked about here today. And some of you might have a very special place in your heart to give to uh, global uh, church partnerships. And then we also have our storm teams. And these are short-term outreach missions trips. Maybe you'd like to go on a short-term outreach missions trip. Let us know about that. Fill out that connection card either on, on your app, on the web, in front of you if you're here in person or even stop by one of the tables and talk to some of the folks out there. Lord, I thank you for the many blessings you bestowed upon us individually. And one of the greatest, in fact, the greatest, is allowing us to come in contact with the gospel of Jesus Christ and realize that we're sinners who need a Savior. Thank you, Lord, that we've come to know and now we're saying everybody needs to know it's mind-boggling that 42% of people groups around the world have still not heard of Jesus. Of the over 17,000 people groups, over 40% have not even heard the name of Jesus. Lord, that seems impossible in this day and age. With all the technology and all the missionaries and all the things happening, it seems 
like it shouldn't be that way, but it is. We want to double our efforts here at BCA. We want to do more and go farther than we ever have before. God, do a miracle in us and through us. We pray. Our hearts are open. We're available. Use us, Lord. We commit today to pray, give, and go. Send or be sent, spend or be spent. I'd be remiss, Lord, if I didn't stop and think about this. On the day of focusing on global missions around the world, I wonder how many are within the sound of my voice, either online or in person, that would say, Pastor Rob, I'm not a Christian. I have not committed my life to Christ. I don't live in Sumba. I don't live in Albania. I don't live in Iswatini. I'm not from Cuba. I'm from right here, and I have not committed my life to Christ, but I want to. Or maybe your story is you've known the Lord but drifted away, but today you want to recommit your life to Christ. I encourage you to do that right now. Simply pray these, this prayer in your heart. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I commit my life to you. I want to follow your Bible. I want to put you first in my life. Forgive me. Come into my life. I want to be saved. I want to become a Christian. And friend, please, if you pray that prayer, tell me about it. Let me know about it. On that connection card, on the app, online, I need to hear from you. I want to hear from you so that I can pray for you and make sure you receive some very helpful next steps as you continue to go and grow in Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to stand together, sing a final song, and then we're going to be dismissed. Let's stand. Let's sing together. God bless you, everybody. Thank you so very much.